So he's no longer looking to push this back to $8 an hour, but he's saying, let's slow down getting it to $12 an hour? Exactly. You know, he came to this public hearing. It was a bit of a surprise. He switched his bills and said, you know, I think there's too much of a philosophical difference between where politicians stand on this issue and said, let's at least try to delay this for a couple of years. The plan that is backed by the Biden administration to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 would end 1.4 million jobs. But that's also offset by an increase in pay for 17 million other workers, and that would include lifting a lot of people out of poverty. I'm Sarah Fetsky. This is St. Louis on the Air. Three years ago, Missouri voters said yes to a plan that would gradually increase the state's minimum wage from $8.60 an hour at the time up to $12 an hour in 2023. It now stands at $10.30 an hour. But some Republicans aren't sure that's a good thing. State Representative Cody Smith is a Republican from Carthage, which is near Joplin. He's the House budget chairman, and he introduced a bill earlier this year to repeal the voter-improved increases. He explained why on a recent episode of the Politically Speaking podcast. As the chairman of the Budget Committee, I hear from medical providers uh, of all types. These are uh, in-home care providers, uh, medical and non-medical, nursing home providers, all those folks, uh, the people that take care of our developmental disability population, uh, people that take care of individuals who uh, if not for the medical care, would not would not be able to function or survive uh, independently. And they're telling me constantly that they can't keep people in those jobs because of the increases to minimum wage. When a place like a large retailer like Walmart or Lowe's uh, is paying more than they are for arguably an easier job, it's almost impossible for them to keep people employed. And they cannot raise their prices like Walmart or Lowe's will raise the cost of their goods at retail to pass that cost of the higher wage onto their customers. Uh, the home care providers are in the same place. And they've been coming to us. They, they've been coming to me, Jason. I'm in my fifth year, again, in the Missouri House every year, telling me that they need rate increases. They need, they need more money. They're really struggling. And now with the increase in minimum wage, it's become much more compounded. It's risen to the degree uh, of them sounding the alarm that this is an emergency for them, that they are they are not going to be able to provide services to these populations of people who can't help themselves if we don't provide some sort of solution. And that is State Representative Cody Smith speaking to our own Jason Rosenbaum. So where does this effort stand, and do voters need to fear that Republicans plan to pull another switcheroo? Well, joining us today with the latest is St. Louis Public Radio economic development reporter Corinne Ruff. Corinne, welcome. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So you reported that Representative Smith originally hoped to repeal the minimum wage increases, send it back to $8 an hour. Did he find support for that plan? So this bill right now still stands in the House Special Committee on Small Business, Um, and there there was a public hearing on this, and so it's sort of been hashed out with those who are in favor of it, those who aren't. Um, The debate really fell along party lines with Republicans 
considering this as potentially a good idea, something to to discuss um, with with a lot of Democrats questioning whether whether they should do that, whether they should go against the will of the voters who, as you mentioned, you know, are, are planning on these increases to go up to twelve dollars by 2023. Um, so right now that bill is still in that House committee. Um, the interesting part of this is that he walked back a more aggressive plan, as you said, and now is is hoping to just push back these increases by another three years. And, and he says really that's just to give employers, especially those in the medical medical community that he's really concerned about, um, just give them more time to adjust to the increases. So he's no longer looking to push this back to $8 an hour, but he's saying let's slow down getting it to $12 an hour? Exactly. You know, he came to this public hearing. It was a bit of a surprise. He switched his bills and said, you know, I think there's too much of a philosophical difference between where politicians stand on this issue and said, let's at least try to delay this for a couple of years. Hmm. So he told Jason Rosenbaum he has heard from businesses around the state that say they are being hurt by the increase that has already gone into effect. Did businesses testify that at the hearing you were able to watch? You know, the Missouri Chamber did testify that, um, said that they would be in support of the delay and even lowering um, those planned increases altogether. Um, But, you know, we also heard from some Democrats who also happen to be business owners that argued, um, you know, you need to pay people higher wages in order to keep them. And really, that's sort of the issue. It's just it's a tight labor market right now. It has nothing to do with the the minimum wage being there. So we, we did see some debate back and forth on this issue. I think it's always going to be a hot button issue between Republicans and Democrats. But um, I I think this has also sort of come up because of the federal conversation around potentially increasing the minimum wage to $15 an hour. It's interesting hearing Representative Smith's explanation for his interest in this issue when he talked to Jason Rosenbaum. um, It sounds like a lot of this is coming from places like um, home health care workers and things like that, where they feel like they're competing with Walmart as opposed to it being Walmart leading the charge. And as he said, these are places where the rates are are set by the government. They can't just raise their price. Would it make more sense to just increase the rates rather than do this triangulation of, of trying to cut the minimum wage back down? I think that's a great question. Um, and, you know, that's something that came up during this this committee debate on the bill as well is, you know, why not maybe create a carve out just for medical providers? Is, is that something that could solve this problem that he's hearing from some of his constituents and employers rather than make sort of a blanket um, policy that would impact people in other industries. And, you know, retail and the healthcare community are very different. Um, I don't know if, <laughs> if if folks are really moving from healthcare, if, you know, some of these are, are skilled jobs in the healthcare community, that kind of a career to working at a Walmart. Um, but, you know, it's potentially something that he's at least hearing about in in his constituency. Hmm. I also want to mention um, Republicans have come under fire for refusing to fund the Medicaid expansion approved by voters. And when Jason Rosenbaum talked to Representative Smith, he asked why it was fair for Republicans to swoop in and undo both that vote and the minimum wage one that we're talking about today, rather than mount a campaign against them while they're before voters. Here's what Representative Smith said. We saw in both cases lots of money being pumped into the pro side of those campaigns and uh, out-of-state money, uh, in-state money of of, of all types. But um, I think this really kind of speaks to the complications that arise when complex policy decisions are boiled down to 
a yes or no question on the ballot alongside other elections. And whether that's Medicaid expansion or the minimum wage increase or medical marijuana in Missouri, um, you know, there are a number of things, voter ID, there's, there's a lot of different things that uh, we've seen at the ballot and they've been con- very controversial. Um, that's why Missourians send their representatives to Jefferson City to deliberate over months at a time. And uh, these are very complex policy matters and, and merit focused attention and uh, elaborate, you know, lengthy debates. And so, again, that, that kind of speaks to my concerns about whether or not these should be uh, decided at the, at the ballot. And ultimately, major policy changes almost inevitably have unintended consequences. The unintended consequence of Medicaid expansion is its harmful impact on the state budget. And it's taking away resources from arguably people that need it more. The unintended consequences of minimum, the minimum wage increase are the disruptive effects to the state's economy as it relates to workforce. And that, again, is Representative Cody Smith. Uh, Corinne, I'm curious, what do economists say about the issue of, of minimum wage increases? Is, is, do they agree this is the problem he thinks it is? So that really depends who you ask. Uh, For a long time, classical economists have argued that if you raise the minimum wage, employers won't pay it. They'll just cut jobs and that would hurt workers even more. But there's others who would say that that's really oversimplifying the issue. But that's not to say that some jobs wouldn't go away. Some would. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that the plan that is backed by the Biden administration to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 would end 1.4 million jobs. But that's also offset by an increase in pay for 17 million other workers, and that would include lifting a lot of people out of poverty. So you get a lot of economists saying that the marginal impacts on jobs, talking at a macro scale, are outweighed by some of these social benefits. Hmm. Um, So you know, there's a group of more than 100 economists backed by the Economic or the Economy Policy Institute, and they published a letter in February, um, you know, backing this plan to increase to $15 an hour, um, saying it would lift pay for tens of millions of workers across the country, and also that it would help reverse decades of growing pay inequality, especially for Black and Hispanic workers who are concentrated in lower wage jobs. Um, So overall, you know, they are in favor of increasing the wages because it could boost consumer demand and business activity. But locally, I mean, there are experts who are worried about the timing of all of this. Um, Some professors at Washington University just studied um, and got mixed results. They did a study over a two-year period on the impact of minimum wage increases in six states between 2010 and 2015. And on the plus side, they found that most people did keep their jobs and also that there was a positive spillover effect. So that means people who are making wages right on that cusp of the new minimum wage saw increased wages as well as employers kind of adjusted their pay scales. But on the negative side, they found that it hurt people who were trying to get into the labor market. And in some sectors like manufacturing, they reduced the rate of hiring new workers at those lower wages. 
Mm-hmm. So th- the takeaway now really from from this study is that companies are already hurting because of the pandemic, so they might be more likely to hire at a slower rate. And increasing the minimum wage could hurt small restaurants and retail stores that depend more on minimum wage workers. So the best option, they say, is to wait until the pandemic is a little bit more under control from an economic perspective and maybe make this more of an increase, make this increase more gradual and less drastic. Hmm. Corinne Ruff, one last question for you today. How does Missouri's minimum wage compare to some of its neighboring states? So Missouri is a little bit more on track um, with Illinois and Arkansas, who both both states just increased their minimum wage to $11 an hour in January. Um, Kansas and Iowa, though, are tied to the federal minimum wage. So hmm. those wages are at $7.25. Interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens to this proposal from Representative Cody Smith. And uh, we appreciate you coming here today and, and getting us up to speed. Absolutely. You're welcome. And that is St. Louis Public Radio economic development reporter Corinne Ruff. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.